What's up, everybody? It is Maddie B with H Double. Today is a normal podcast day with your boys. Um, last episode um, was awesome with Connor Mance, and today we are just going to be talking about um, the Pro Bowl, the Alvin Kamara situation in college basketball. It's episode 45 for those of you who are keeping track. But once again, if you guys could listen to the Connor Mance video, that would be awesome or episode. I think everyone would really enjoy it. And it's really awesome to have a NCAA champion on our podcast. So with that plug, um, we'll move into the Pro Bowl and all of that. And we'll start off with Charles and tell me what you liked about the Pro Bowl, what you didn't like, and let's go from there. Okay, so I didn't watch the Pro Bowl. Did you? Oh, and I'm talking about, like, you can talk about the skill stuff as well. Plus, Yeah, I actually need to watch the YouTube videos of that because I always like catching up on that. I saw a couple highlights, but did you watch the Pro Bowl at all or any? I only saw, like, the highlights of, like, the two-hand touch stuff. So Yeah, they were all – I thought that was kind of funny because I I looked at the stats of the game, and there were seven total picks (laughs) uh, through both sides and the quarterbacks, but – and obviously there's like no rushing at all, uh, like yeah. zero rushing. And there was really no yards in general, but still it was 41-35 just because of, you know, 22-yard fumble return, 63-yard interception return, 45-yard interception return, you know. Um, but, yeah, obviously the real quick, the AFC won 41-35. So, and the most popular moment was probably Mac Jones hitting the gritty. <laughs> I'm sure you love that. But my personal favorite was Mark Andrews with – 82 yards and two touchdowns, the best receiver definitely on either team. So shout out to Marky Mark, Ravens tight end. Love that guy. He's so good. So awesome. So that was pretty cool. Uh, I also, you know, enjoyed obviously the giddy by Mac Jones and he was the best passer for the, uh, no, actually Justin Herbert had a five or had a little bit better of a rating than Mac Jones, but Mac Jones, you know, had the best moment, as I said, the giddy. And I thought that was cool. You mean thought, the gritty? The gritty, yeah. Sorry, not the giddy. The gritty. Um Trayvon, Travion and Stefan Diggs switching roles, you know, covering each other. You know, brotherly love. That was sick. You know, like Trav- Travion was the receiver and Stefan was a DB, you know, covering him. So that was pretty cool. And I mean, honestly, after looking at some of the highlights, just seeing like two hand, it just didn't look that competitive. I mean, there's two hand touch, you know, they're kind of just, you know, I mean, they're just having fun. And I mean, that's like the, the all-star game in a sense as well for like the NBA and, and all, but you know, not the MLB because the MLB is a little more important because the winner of the game gets home field advantage that uh, league does, which I still think is super dumb, but yeah, I mean, just one time, you know, it's kind of just fun, fun, you know, well, a couple of days for those guys who earned it, you know, and obviously all the skills challenges as well. Precision passing. I really like that one. I did not see it, but I, I heard Russell Wilson did good on that. I didn't watch it, but I heard he did I good. I didn't watch who, that one. I didn't know who won, but I, I know, do know um, the, the dodgeball. Yeah. Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Won it for him. Won. I saw that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And know? there's also yeah. best hands. I don't know yeah. who won that. Do you know who won that? No. no. And there's also, there was like um, the fastest man race. Uh, that was obviously pretty popular. Micah Parsons won, but if you watch it, Tyreek Hill wasn't 
going 100%. You could tell. He kind of, he kind of slipped at the very beginning and then wasn't really going 100%, and he's still super close. So, Majority Hill goes like, 100%. He would definitely win. If he, I know they're like, oh, Parsons might be the fastest. I'm like, no, I'll still take Tyreek over oh, yeah. any of them. So There was also, I think it's uh, the one where the quarterback throws it into the not it's not precision passion, but it's a wall of like uh point amounts. Like the, there's like holes you can throw them through, but there's a normally a DB, a DB. and a safety yeah. on each wall, and you just take turns throwing to each wall alternating. And if they intercept yeah. it, you get like three points and stuff like that. I think that was the one too. I don't know who won that as well. Yeah. Um and was there any other ones I'm missing, or are those the big ones? I think those were the big ones. Yeah. Like I said, I need to go watch the highlights of those because I do enjoy. I, I I really like precision passing. I think that's my I favorite one. I really they throw wish the targets. They brought, I wish they brought back the kicker tic tac toe. Really, was, I knew you were gonna I say really that. like that one. They need to bring back the uh, the longest arm or whatever. The like you know throwing cannons, see who can get it the oh, furthest. Yeah. Like Justin Herbert, you know, and like there's a lot in Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. I mean, Josh Allen wasn't there, but he should have been. But anyways, you know, a lot of big arms, so that'd be really cool too. And I've seen oh, yeah. a a calling for that to come back so <laughs> but well obviously this was kind of breaking you know right after this you know alvin Kamara gets arrested he just you know it's obviously they're in vegas you know what happens in vegas stays in vegas you know it's very big party city as you know <laughs> and i guess alvin Kamara went to a club after the pro bowl and got arrested for battery so let me pull it up i don't know exactly what it was um yeah with battery resulting in substantial bodily harm and he was booked but he was released after bail and apparently he was knocked unconscious and suffered an orbital fracture to his right eye among other injuries and apparently there is a video evidence that supports the allegations against him and that's the article i'm reading right now that came out today and so that's obviously not good. That's pretty sad. Uh, well, you want to go ahead and get your thoughts. I'm going to read up a little bit more on this while you kind of give your initial thoughts on this and kind of, you know, what you think is going to happen after you. Um, well, I've read about this already and stuff. Um, and so I, I think what will happen is he'll probably be found guilty i don't think he will have any jail time i'm sure he'll just pay a fine and pay the man you know the the damages etc you know but i I do believe that he'll probably have a one or two game suspension like the beginning of the year probably when found guilty because i know the nfl has been really trying to um crack down on all that like not even just domestic violence but just violence in general you know whether that's Mm -hmm. harassment um either verbal or sexual or whatever you know mm-hmm. and so i do think that he'll um he'll get a, a suspension I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what will happen so and, and by the way i need to clarify this i actually i read this wrong originally when i first saw it but the report this was uh this event or this event happened on saturday morning so it was before the pro bowl but then he got uh, the police met up with him after it because of you know this report that it or maybe it was Sunday. This says uh, Saturday morning. Uh, this is when he got into the fight and caused the assault. So this was before the Pro Bowl. So, like, he went to the Pro Bowl already knowing that this had happened, and then the police stopped him after the game, I guess, or they met him in the stadium, and that's when this 
he was uh, arrested. So I just want to clarify that. I think I said that it happened after the Pro Bowl. The event, that is it's not what happened. The arrest is what happened. The event happened Saturday morning. So a whole day before the Pro Bowl, whole 24 hours at least plus, you know, so. I mean, that's why they call it Sin City for a reason. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm reading the, the you know, he's with a big group or whatever, uh, whatever. And um, they, yeah, there's a whole, this is what this says, you know, the video surveillance, the man the, that, you know, was in a fight, started a conversation with one member of a group of people that was in Camaro's group. While waiting for an elevator, when the elevator door was open, the man started to walk towards the elevator along with the large party, but a man later identified as Kamara, put his hand on the victim's chest to stop him. The man said he pushed Kamara's hand off his chest. Kamara pushed back hard enough to cause the man to stumble, and then he recalls being hit and kicked by multiple people and losing consciousness. According to the video, the man was speaking to a woman before the events occurred, as he described. After Kamara pushed the man, one of Kamara's associates punched the man in the face. Then Kamara lunged towards the man and punched him approximately eight times, including three times after he had fallen to the ground. Then three others gotten into it and were, were fighting the man. And one of Kamara's associates stopped him about stomped him about 16 times. So, I mean, this was, you know... Like if I saw, you know, if I'm a spectator and I see that going on, I'm thinking, holy crap, this is, you know, a fight. Thankfully, I guess it didn't escalate anything worse. I guess security was able to come and they, the party got escorted. But like, you know, eight times, you know, punching him, he's getting stomped. And, you know, it's just like, you know, there's no place in the, that, the world for that, you know. But yes, we don't know what the, the guy said or what he did. I guess Kamara was with his girlfriend. That's also what this says. I don't know if that's who he was talking to. Because the video shows he's talking to a girl. Yeah. But, like, there's no place in the world for that. And so, of course, it's Vegas. You know, Kamara still might have, you know, it was 6.30 a.m. there that time. So, it was actually kind of, you know, like, some people are up by then, you know. But he still yeah. could have been, you know, maybe somewhat tipsy or, you know, whatever. Because you, you, we don't know what he, he was doing at the nightclub. But, yeah, it's just, it's sad. And... But with the state, you know, of the NFL and, you know, they obviously care about uh, money and they care about good players. And you've seen good players get second chances after, you know, incidents like similar to this, you know, Kamara's going to, you know, unless something comes out that, you know, would make him, you know, maybe, get, you know, suspended from the league, you know, forever. But, you know, he's probably going to be, you know, be a couple games. So that's just kind of how the NFL is. And Kamara's one of the best running backs in the league. And the Saints obviously aren't going to, unless, like I said, something else comes out. They're not going to probably release him, or if they do, yeah. you know, someone else is going to sign him. Blah blah blah. So yeah, I mean, the good thing about this is it's not like a Ray Rice situation. I mean, if it was, then obviously he'd be done. You know, which it's sad that it has to take it to the level of where you hit a girl for them to really do something. You know, like obviously you should never hit a girl to begin with, but you should never hit a person to begin with, anyways, either. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, after reading that, you know, maybe he gets a four or six game suspension. I'd be okay with that, you know, like, cause that shows you that, Hey, this is not okay. Yeah. I mean, it's I just... don't know, even, a, even a whole season, I'd be like, bro, you can't do that. You know, like, so no, I, you I, can't think whatever, do that. I think whatever suspension he gets, I think will be hopefully justified. So hopefully it's, it's long enough to where it's, you know, it makes him really think and change his actions, you know? And if it has to be a season, 
then so be it. That's just what has to happen, you know? So this is what uh, Kamara had this in the same article had said in mean, reports. He said that the man called one of his friends ugly while they were waiting for the elevator. And then he later said, I'll whoop your ASS too. And then Kamara's like, he saw a fight break out and saw them make a punch. And then when Kamara was asked why he joined in, he thought the man was running away and had done something to his group. But saying that he called one of his friends ugly seems like cap or that was definitely just the starting point because it's probably, I mean, you really should, obviously you should fight over something like that. There's definitely yeah. more, there's gotta be more to it than that, but you know, who knows what Kamara remembers or what he wants to say. So yeah, yeah it's just sad, you know? And I mean, it's nothing like insanely, uh, it's just another, you know, thing to kind of, put some light on, you know, never, you know, you, that should never happen. Like you said to any person, never hit anyone, punch anyone, you know, that's violence. Isn't, you know, I, I know it's, you know, we all can feel anger and, you know, violence inside of us, but that's never what you want to actually unleash on someone else. It, you know, it's hard, easier said than done sometimes, but you know, shed light that this should never happen and you, you know, never want to do something like that. But, you know, this isn't like anything insanely news breaking, per se, you know, because, I mean, stuff like this happens a lot. It's just, you know, since Kamara is such a, a high magnitude of, you know, where he is being a, a professional football player and a really good one, his is getting, you know, looked at a lot more, you know, but this this stuff happens a lot in, the, you know, in the world. So just, you know, it's it sucks, but, you know, just it's a part of it. And some people just, you know, that's how things happen. So, yeah, just – uh that's that's really my last thoughts on it. So, whatever suspension he gets, hopefully, like I said, it's justified. So, yeah, you ready to move on to college basketball? Yep. All right. So, college basketball. We haven't talked about that in a little bit. Have you been watching a lot? Because I've been trying to watch a good amount. I've been trying to watch when I can. Um, mm. You know, um, so I've been I've been watching not as much as like I wish and stuff. I've been watching a lot of Suns games because they've been on and they've been <laughs> really good. Yeah. Um, but I mean, college basketball is still my love. And oh I, yeah, and I, still I mean, try to watch whenever March possible. Is, so it's coming up really quick on us. Oh yeah, so, it's like you know end of the month yeah. selection Sunday. So I didn't actually watch the Pro Bowl because I was watching Loyola Missouri State yesterday. Yeah, which. Loyola got revenge on us and they won by nine. Um, it was pretty, it was a, it was a tough game, close game. Uh, so sucks we couldn't win that one, but yeah, Missouri State's doing well though. Eight and four in the Valley. Uh, playing, you know, we're playing pretty well. Valley's a tough league, so I'm pretty happy with where we're at. And obviously Loyola is probably the best team in the Valley. So the fact we got a game on them and we've already beaten Drake once. We play them actually this Wednesday as well. So, you know, back to back games against the best teams, but happy with the bears uh we could just help us jump into the ranked you know categories talking about the top teams your team however who you you actually beat my team earlier this year is not doing so hot and as you said they have been frustrating to watch byu want to explain those frustrations a little bit I'm, i'm curious to see why you've been frustrated with them i don't know actually it's just typical BRU basketball. There's no well, – also, BRU has no bigs right now. Like, the tallest guys that they usually have on the court is, like, Caleb Lohner mm-hmm. at 6'8", or the Tory kid who's, like, 6'10". But that's not going to get it done. Um, and they just don't really have, like, 
this is probably not the best team they have. I mean, they have good pieces, but not like mm-hmm. it's just really not the best. And it's just frustrating because it's like BYU always plays down to the level of their opponent. And I don't know. It just is a recurring theme. So I just I just don't really watch BYU, honestly. Like you said, they lost four in a row now. They obviously got pummeled yeah. by Gonzaga on Saturday, 90 to 57. Gonzaga, the number two team. But yeah. five and five. In the, I couldn't believe when I saw they were five and five in the West Coast. You know, the yeah. team that Oregon has gotten hot. This is the team that beat Oregon by what, 20 or almost 30, I remember. Yeah. Whatever. Or maybe it was more than 30. I can't remember. So yeah. I bet it's frustrating, you know. Find five in the West Coast Conference, you know, you should only have two losses. You know, at least be happy two losses if they're both Gonzaga. But you guys got blown out both times, so they weren't even, like, t- like close losses, you know. So Yeah. I mean, and losing to St. Mary's is fine yeah. for San Francisco because they're kind of the top teams. But they choked against um, I can pull it up Santa Clara, and then they, they lost to Pacific, who's really bad. So... <sighs> Yeah, they, they lost to San Clara and Pacific, yes. And San Francisco, you know, they beat San Francisco and they had actually beaten St. Mary's as well, but then they lost San Francisco and, yeah, obviously lost Gonzaga. So, oof. Uh, yeah, so this will transition to the top teams, talking about Gonzaga, the number two team. But how about the number one team right now? This is the second Auburn. week in a row, Auburn. Who is twenty two and one and ten and zero in the SEC? I mean, obviously, I don't even know if they were ranked in the preseason. Let me go look at that. I don't believe they were. You and I definitely didn't have them ranked in the preseason. Um, what do you think of the make of this? You know, they've kind of come out of nowhere. Um, I mean, they're a pretty good team. Um, pretty good. They're I, really good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would love to see them play Gonzaga and see if they can deal with the height. They, that they, they were have. ranked twenty second at the start of the season, so they they were ranked okay. at least. They didn't. It wasn't just like completely out of the blue, but yeah. What are you saying? Yeah. So I would like them to like play Gonzaga and see what they would do with the size of them. But mm-hmm. what I like about Auburn is they have some good shooters. So yeah, I watched them play Kentucky and win that game. Yeah. They yeah they've beaten obviously some really good teams. They they actually barely beat Georgia, which Georgia isn't you know they're one and nine in the SEC, so they're actually but like that's bad, the but, thing though. Even yeah. about basketball and sports, I mean that's why you play sometimes. You just have an yeah. off day or you take teams lightly, right? So you can and, kind of beat any. I mean they're all. I mean, was, and when yeah. you think about it, it's like NFL stuff like that, right? These are all college yeah. level athletes. They're all you, pretty good. And you see, like, especially in the big conferences and, and almost in any conference and, you know, take this with BYU and Pacific, you know, losing to them. But like you see, uh, you know, the the bad team, especially, it's more often at home, it seems like it, the home team when they're bad. But like you see the bad teams play the top teams really well and, you know, obviously upsets, but you can see the top teams only win by five or, or less, you know, they have to really grind out the games and, you know, that's not really uncommon, you know, that that's a common theme. And so, like, you know, you got to be, especially in the big conferences, you got to be in your guard every game, you know, because like every team can, you know, get one on you. So, yeah, I mean, do you think Auburn's a Final Four team then? And like, how do you see them? Do you think they'll be a one seed, all that? What do you, what do you see in the future? I think they'll. I do think they'll be one seed and probably Final Four. I mean, they look really good. I mean, 
they play in close yeah. games. So I think that helps. It just there, depends on who they play. I think you know really who they get drawn up against. So there's a I'm not gonna lot. say they're a Final yeah. Four team, but there's definitely potential. There's a lot of uh, Final Four candidates, though, like potential Final Four teams. In my opinion, I see so many potential Final Four teams. So yeah, Auburn's definitely up there. Gonzaga looks great. 19-2, 8-0 in the WCC. <laughs> Light work of BYU. <laughs> so, number three lost because this on Saturday was a great slate of college basketball. That's where I'm kind of going over it and going over the teams and where they're at. Number three, UCLA just lost to Arizona State, so they're definitely going to fall down in triple overtime. So, that seemed like a good game. You're probably hyped about that as you want to show the viewers. Uh, they've seen this before. So, they got a clutch dub against UCLA. They're Arizona State's probably not going to be a tournament team unless they win the Pac-12, no. but still a good win. So, what do you what did you watch that at all or highlights? I I didn't get to, but I know it went to three overtimes and mm-hmm. it was a really good game. It was at home. It was at Arizona State's place. So right, and Arizona and UCLA fell to number twelve. By the way, mm. it is right. The rankings just came out. So yeah. Yeah, UCLA I'm a little worried about. I don't know. Like, yes, they have a good team, but I don't know. I, I could see them being one of the teams that get knocked out the first weekend. I don't know why. Yeah. Just have a feeling about them. I don't know yeah. what it is, but yeah. So they were ranked third. Number four, Purdue, or as Purdue, as you like to say, got a, a big win over Michigan. Michigan played them well, though, but, you know, like I said, you know, Michigan not doing as – I mean, they should be better than they, they are, honestly, but like – yeah. Played Purdue tough and, you know, Purdue's really good team. And what do you – has Purdue impressed you this year, though? Have I finally – I guess I already got your impression, but I remember you were making fun of me when they lost, I think, to Rutgers. But have they gotten that um, per, Purdue back? And are they still Purdue? They're still Purdue until they prove it in the tournament. So. In the tournament? Okay. Yeah. I mean, hey, they've, they've got a, such a, a loaded team. Did you watch the, the Michigan game? Probably not, I'm assuming. Has no, Michigan, I think I had soccer that day. Has Michigan basketball also been frustrating to watch? Um, there it's been frustrating because they have so much potential, and they're I don't feel like they're using it right now. Know? They're a, like they're a, they're a genuine bubble team, maybe uh, outside the bubble, in my opinion. Yeah, they really are. Might not make the tournament. Like, yeah, they're fine. Five in the Big Ten, you know, like it's going to be close. So, yeah, eleven and nine total, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah, number number five, Kentucky. Not really surprised. They won. Arizona. That's that's kind of a a big one because Arizona has not made a Final Four since two thousand or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they've kind of had a long drought of having like a. They've had some good teams in the past, but with the whole Sean Miller stuff, at least at the last part of this past decade in the twenty tens, they weren't very good. But they've really rebounded nicely. They have a good team this year. They've taken they've caught me by surprise. They're ranked fourth now, obviously. Yeah. Coming in, I'm looking they were not in the preseason rankings. No, they weren't. Only they Oregon weren't. was. Oregon and UCLA were the only Pac-12 teams. So and I don't even think oh, Arizona had a few votes, but mm-hmm. still, you know, not ranked. And here they are. You know, they just beat USC, another good team. So yeah, they look like a final four team to me. They've impressed me. Kansas, you know, and this is the other thing that I was talking about. It seems like there's more blowouts when than non when it's like a, a really with two good teams compared to 
a good team and one of the worst teams. Like, I don't know why, but sometimes you can see more blowouts are seem more common when it's like a Kansas and Baylor compared to like maybe a Kansas, Oklahoma state mm-hmm. game. I don't know why it just seems like when there's big games like that, sometimes they they're either close or they're a blowout. It's never in the middle. I think and, you just kind of prepare better and like, okay, this yeah. is a must win game. Whereas other ones kind of like that. Oh, it's whatever. We'll win. We'll look forward to the next game. Because obviously Kansas dominated, and that was uh, they had obviously lost to Kentucky, but now they beat Iowa State and Baylor to back to back. So they crushed them. Kansas looks really good. I know you and I. I'm still in Missouri. You're from you know Springfield. We're not Kansas fans. We don't like them, but we have to respect them. And they're definitely a Final Four contender. They have a very good team. So. That Kansas has always been a good program, though. They're always a really good team. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Kansas looks good. Duke and UNC, the, the the best rival in college sports, hasn't really been much juice the last few years. Not really. I remember the early 2010s, late 2000s. Oh, yeah. Those were like the, like the Ty Hansbro days and then like the Austin Rivers shot uh, against Duke. You know, like th- those days were the really good ones. It's been kind of lackluster since then, I got to admit. Duke won by what, 20? Duke. Yeah, I was watching that game for a little bit. Not really. Uh, was the crowd energized at least? Unless you watched the part. It went probably... for the first part, mm-hmm. but yeah. I mean, it went on like, I think it was like 20 to 5 or something like that. And that's when I was like, yeah, North Carolina is not going to get this back. So North Carolina is not even a bad team this year, but. They're yeah. not bad, but they're not like. Mm-hmm. They're not like usual North Carolina teams, you know. No. And and Duke is usual Duke, in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Duke looks good. Number eleven team. This is another huge shock. Um, they were not ranked. I know that to start. Wisconsin. Haven't heard about them really since Frank Kaminsky. But like we talked about, Wisconsin's always low-key sneaky good. Mm-hmm. And this team is really good, ranked eleven. They've got Johnny Davis, I've heard of him, really good player. So another Big Ten school. The Big Ten we're going to be talking about a lot. But, yeah, Wisconsin's another Final Four contender. They've really shocked me. What do you think about them? They're, like you said, sneaky good, and they have the one of the Naismith yeah. Award watch lists and Johnny Davis. So yeah, they should be pretty tough out in the tournament and Big Ten. So then there's, you know, UConn lost to Villanova. They were both ranked. And I think Colin Gillespie got hurt, actually. Ankle injury, so. But good teams there. UConn would be cool to see them make a run, you know, because when we were, you know, kind of young back in the old days, UConn won those two championships kind of really shockingly, you know. So, yeah, that'd be cool. Michigan State's good, but they got pounded by Rutgers. Another big, like, the Big Ten. I guess I'll, I'll get my Big Ten plug in now. The Big Ten, I think, is the – best conference this year in college basketball the big 10 is brutal like every that's one of the conferences where every team can or any team can beat any team you know like the the last seed could beat the one seed you know like the big 10 is is real like a lot of really good teams obviously a lot of final four contenders and then a lot of tournament teams in my opinion and you you love the big 10 so do you want to Go a little bit about them as well. Give your thoughts. I mean, I think like sometimes we look at it as like, oh, this team has a lot of losses, you know, Mm -hmm. or this whatever. Right. But you kind of don't want a dominant team. Like if all the teams are very equal, then they'll all lose any given day. Right. And I think that's what the big 10 shows is 
yeah, maybe there's not one team that's like, you know, destroying everyone, but these teams are all good. And, and that just shows that in the tournament mm-hmm. time, they're going to be a tough out. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. last year in the tournament, I mean, Big Ten kind of got wiped. Right. Wiped out early. But that was an anomaly because other than that, every other tournament, they've actually a couple of te- about two, three, four teams have gone at least Sweet 16, you know, which mm-hmm. for a conference is pretty good. So, yeah, I'm a big, big 10 guy. So, and like, you know, you got the, you got Illinois, who's ranked 13th, obviously Wisconsin's 14th. I guess they fell a little bit. Um, Purdue, third, Michigan State, 17th, Ohio State, 16th. All five of those teams are final four contenders in my eyes. I think they could all make it definitely. And then you've got Indiana, who's, you know, Rutgers has been pretty good. Michigan is, uh, you know, if they put together really good, you know, Iowa, Penn State, just all these teams can, you know, I mean, some, some of them have, you know, losing records, but it's because the Big Ten's so tough. And even Nebraska, 0-12 in the conference. I was looking at their games, you know, they, and to, you know, to look, because they're obviously, you know, 0-12, I was like, oh, they must suck. But, you know, they only lost to Wisconsin by eight, only lost to Rutgers by two, only lost to Illinois by 10, Michigan State by 12, you know, like, uh, Ohio State by eight, you know, like still keeping it like close games, you know, they just haven't been able to mm-hmm. win any, but kind of like the football team too, how they would always yeah. lose close games. But like, you know, like all the, those games are grind games. And so I'm a, after the, like this year, after seeing it, I'm definitely becoming a, a big, big 10 fan myself, especially for basketball. So I, I'm really liking how tough and, and physical the games are. Cause I've been watching a couple of them and they're, they're physical games and you know, yeah. So, oh, yeah, they're great. Yeah, Big Ten, shout out to you. Big 12, still good. Texas Tech, they've actually had a good season. And Texas, you know, the Chris Beard game when Tex, uh, Texas came to Texas Tech, Chris Beard got absolutely booed <laughs> by the fans. Mm-hmm. They both have good teams. You know, Big 12 is also sneaky good, too. Um, we grew up close to the Big 12, as you know. So, some really good teams there. Another good conference. And yeah, I mean, I would say that about – oh, I was going to – yeah, we couldn't find the document. I, I sold. I guess I lost it. But we were going to go over our, our midseason Final Four predictions because Matt and I made Final Four predictions at the start of the season. And I know Matt had Michigan, <laughs> which has backfired a little bit. I mean, there's still hope. They could still make it. That's – you never know. It's not like college football where it's like – you know, all these losses and there's, you don't even have a shot, you know, mm. Michigan still, still make the tournament, get on a run. So, but as of right now, that doesn't look like a good pick. Memphis is not a good pick either right now. <laughs> Gonzaga as a, a safety net. I, I know you picked them that, you know, good pick. It's, it's kind of your, you know, you had to at least have a safe team in there. Like that would, you know, do well. And then we can't remember your fourth team. We think it's either like Kansas or, I think you also picked um, – did you – no, you didn't pick Oregon, did you? I don't think you did. No, I didn't. Okay. You didn't go full bias. No. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. Let me let me see. I'm looking at the preseason rankings. Uh, you know, it could have been um, UCLA, could have been Villanova, you know, any of those teams. One of those, one of those teams that you picked, I know. I don't know which one, but – another kind of safer pick basically. So, and then I picked Gonzaga and UCLA. Those were like my safer ish picks. 
And then I picked Purdue, which you clowned me on and still kind of clown me on as Perdon't. And I'm really hoping they prove you wrong. They've looked great. Super happy about them. And then I, I think my last pick was Duke. Yeah, I picked Duke as a Coach K's last year. And mm-hmm. that's been a good pick too. So all my, my teams have been, you know, pretty good picks. Yes, all my teams I picked were ranked in the top 10 preseason because Purdue was ranked seventh. And, you know, you still are not a fan of them. But, yeah, I felt, you know, I took a shot or a risk with Purdue and, and Duke because, you know, Duke had such a bad year last year. And I'm pretty happy with my, my picks right now. And come bracket time, I'm probably not going to pick all four of those teams in my bracket. But, <laughs> you know, maybe maybe I'll make a, a second bracket because, you know, I can make a couple depending mm-hmm. on rules. I might make a second bracket where the four I picked on here will be my final four. And we'll see how that does. But, mm-hmm. yeah, all I know is um, super excited I, for college basketball. Can't wait for March Madness. We're getting to the home stretch. I'm excited. Got anything else you want to say? I'm just excited for it as well. And just a lot of good sports coming up. So it's Go exciting. Gonzaga. Screw BYU. <laughs> Go Zags, baby. Hey, man, I'm hoping Missouri State can break through and win the Valley. They probably won't because there's too many good teams, but whatever. <laughs> the Valley, the last thing I'm going to say, just because I got to get that off my chest, the Valley needs more love as a basketball conference. We are such a good basketball conference. And I know you're kind of smiling over there. Maybe you think I'm crazy, but like, I remember the stat was since 2012 before 2019, the Valley had won every opening game, at least a team from the Valley had won in every opening game. And then we had Loyola final four, Wichita state final four, Loyola sweet 16, another Wichita state sweet 16. And I think that was a, that was it, I believe, but still, you know, we Valley needs more love, man. We're a good conference. We, we can, we can produce some tournament teams. I think we got like three, no four. I think we have four tournament teams in my opinion, personally in the Valley, including Missouri state. So, <laughs> but I'm just, I got to give my, my plug in. I know, but I, I'm wrapping it up now. <laughs> so thank you guys for listening to no notes again, episode 45, Maddie B H double. We are, Signing off now, and we will talk to you guys on Friday, and hope you have a good day and a good week. All right? Peace. Peace. Matt's peace.